my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. How about yourself? Oh my goodness, we're so loud. Well, you got you got me this new arm thingy. It's like right in my face. I'm I know, and I'm so excited about it. You can finally hear me, even with my voice gone. It's not completely gone. It's working on it. <laughs> Hello. Hi. That was my sister. Um, no, that was you. But that was a long time ago. No, no, I know, but oh, okay, I see it. How are you doing, Karen? I'm okay. Uh, the sickness has hit the house. Yeah. Everybody's had it except for the baby. You don't want it. The oldest one currently has an eye infection, ear infection, and an upper respiratory infection. Ew. The husband has an earache, and obviously my voice is no longer here. <laughs> well, it, it's you still have it. It's just not as pronounced. It's squeaky. A kind of. Bit. It's grainy. It'll be probably worse tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Yay! Because, hey. you know, I don't need my voice for work. No, exactly. You're fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we need it right now for this. I am so excited about this arm. I know. I kind of want to get one for myself. I would. Now that I'm looking at it. This is so awesome. Like, because I like to look at you while I'm talking. So <laughs> I feel like I need one. I can look at you and deal with the baby and play my phone. Like, I could do it all. It's awesome. <laughs> You can do it all. I, boy, I'm going to have fun editing this. This is really loud. <laughs> well, is it too loud better than too quiet? Yes. Do I need to scoot away from my mic? Well, here, let me, I'm going to pause this just so I can check to see how it sounds. Okay. Okay, let's see how that, I think this is better. That looks a little better. Oh, there we so go. much better. Okay, good. So we, I just had us turned up too loud. All right. Well, at least we got it figured out. Because Audacity screwed me up. <laughs> yeah, you know, it just likes to throw random stuff at you all the time. Sure did. Man. So I see that you're using your cup. I use my cup all the time. Oh, and it was really sweet. Okay. So this morning I got woken up because Fort Wayne Community Schools sent me a text saying, oh, school's canceled today because of all the fun snow. That's all well and good, but they did it at 5.20 in the morning. I woke up, saw it, and I'm like, okay, I can go back to sleep. Nope. Nope. I did not go back to sleep. I could not go back to sleep. So I just got up, got dressed, and went into work. And I was into work by 7. Nice. Which is weird because I don't go into work till like 8. Well, I feel like you and I were up at the same time. Probably. Because little man here got his six-month shots yesterday. And around 5 o'clock in the morning, he decided that he no longer wanted to sleep and that he just needed mommy cuddles. No. So anything fun and exciting with you for the last week? I know we missed last week's podcast. I have been so busy. And and it's stuff that I can't even remember being busy with. I just remember I had no time to do anything. It I happens. I don't even know what I was doing. But apparently I had no time to do anything. It's my life. Oh, it's... 
it's just more frustrating because it's like, how did I not have time to do anything? What did I do all week? I don't understand it. We all have those weeks. Apparently I was just so busy. I just don't remember being that busy. But I was busy. Weren't you? He was busy. He yes. figured out how to move forward. But his forward motion is pretty funny <laughs> because he doesn't crawl. Does he, he scoop? No. Oh. He gets up on his hands and his toes, so he does a push-up plank uh-huh. position, and then he lunges forwards, like hinges forwards on his shoulders, and face plants. And then he moves his hands back forward, gets back up in the plank position, and does it again. So he, like, inches forward by face planting every time. That's not crawling, man. He's very quick with it. He's very proficient with it. It's just very funny to watch. Like he's doing the worms to get places. Oh, that's great. Well, I guess everyone's gonna figure it out on their own. <laughs> he's silly. Oh, that's awesome. But I'm finally, finally ready to do an episode. And this is dedicated to all of our fans in Australia. Since I know we have a few. I'm excited. We actually have quite a few in Perth. Where's Perth? Perth. Perth. <laughs> I don't know. It's in Australia. Okay. But it's a big, it's a bigger city. I've heard of Perth. I just don't know where it's at. But it's in Australia. Well, so I didn't really look to see where it was, but it's definitely in Australia. So we're doing an episode that is, you know, got an Australian theme to it. Urban <laughs> Legends. Okay. Don't laugh at me, Amber. (laughs) It's about drop bears. Have you ever heard of drop bears? I've heard of gummy bears. It's not the same. Okay. (laughs) It's definitely not the same. No, I've I've never heard of drop bears. Which is funny. I was talking to my sister about it, because I always talk to my sister about our episodes. (laughs) And I said, we're going to talk about drop bears. And she's like, I know what those are. Alright, oh, but see, before we go into our episode, I'm going to read you a weird fact. Yeah, we almost forgot. Now I'm going to give you a totally awesome... um, Random fact. Random fact, yeah, that's right. Let's see here. Ooh, Ooh, this one's just creepy. I don't like it. Probably most of them are in Australia. So, for every person on Earth, there are 200 million insects. That's fantastic. I hate bugs. I like certain kinds of bugs. No, bugs are gross. Like ladybugs? No. Worms? No. I like worms because one, they're slimy. Two, I can chase myself with them. And three, I can get to go fishing with them. Nah, I'm just... I mean, I'll touch them. That's fine. I just don't like bugs. I like really pulleys. Really pulleys are cute. But ladybugs aren't? No. They're mean and they can bite you. They're big jerks. I don't know what you talk about. Ladybugs are the biggest jerks ever. What about daddy long legs? Um, um, they're spiders. They're technically they're not considered spiders. I'm not. They have eight legs. I I don't think they have enough eyes. There's something with a daddy long leg, and I, maybe I'm just like pulling this out of the air, oh. but I'm pretty sure the daddy long leg is not in the spider family. Oh, well, I mean, I won't touch one. Because they're weird, and they have really long legs, and I don't like that. You're going to have to, there's a whole bunch of really big words, you're going to have to read that. Oh my gosh. 
You want me to read the big words? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I took out actually a lot of the big words in this. Okay, there's a few. Okay, so harvestman means not a spider. Oh, okay. With that being said, I'm going to let you read that because there's so many big words there. The uh, apilinones are an order of arachnids colloquially known as harvestmen, harvesters, or daddy long legs. As of April 2017, over 6,650 species of harvestmen have been discovered worldwide. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't say. This is right here. Right there. In the myth section. Oh. Uh, Daddy long legs mean harvestmen, not harvestmen, not a spider. Crane fly, an insect, or fulcid? I don't even know what that is. Okay, not a spider! Told you. See, I know things. What? I don't like it. They're spiders. That's all. They're a spider. <laughs> They're a spider in my mind. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about drop bears. All you Australians know what drop bears are, I'm assuming. Well, I hope you do. For the people like me that don't know, what is a drop bear? Well, because you're not from Australia, that's why you don't know. <laughs> I would like to go to Australia someday. I would too. Well, actually, no, I wouldn't. I would. Well, I mean, like, sure, it would be fun, but also, I feel like everything there will kill you. Well, probably. But <laughs> I still want to go. I don't want to go. All right, well, drop bears. According to legend, it is a creature that looks very similar to a koala. So cute. But with some distinctive differences. It is a marsupial, native to Australia, very much like the koala. But it has very large canine teeth and is stockier and heavier built than a koala. It's going to be about the size of a leopard or a large dog. And you know koalas are little like him. Yes. Koalas <laughs> are cute. Um, it has very powerful forearms that are used for climbing and holding on to prey. The drop bear lives within a closed canopy forest or an open woodland with dense forest. You know, just the forest. They need trees. They need trees to climb. So around trees. Lot, lots of trees. Uh, it's almost never near human habitation, but has been seen occasionally. Possibly occasionally. All right. So because it has large canine teeth, we know that it is carnivorous. Eats meat. They eat mostly smaller mammals. You would be a smaller mammal. You are a smaller mammal. I know, it's scary. It's okay, we won't I'm let sorry. them get you. I'm trying not to let them get you, at Wait, least. Well, mommy won't let them get you. I'll shoot them. Okay. Well, you want to hear how they hunt? Yeah. Okay. Jot bears will climb trees and then ambush ground animals from above. My old cat used to be related to a drop bear then. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think a lot of large cat, like leopards, will do that. No, I'm talking about like my house cat. Yeah. Come quat. <laughs> oh, cat's house come <laughs> <laughs> So she had two ways to do things. She'd either get on a shelf and wait for you to walk by, and then she would jump on your back or the dog's back. Mm-hmm. Um, if she didn't like you, she'd bite you. Or she'd hide in buckets. 
right, like dirty clothes buckets, and wait until a dog would go by, and she would like leap out and like land on top of them and like hook on, wait for a ride, and then like <laughs> detach and run. So I guess she was kind of like the job bear. She used to like <laughs> randomly hide and attack. It's so great. He's a talker. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, so sometimes they would have to wait for hours for something to arrive. But as soon as it does, they pounce on top of the victim. The initial impact stuns the prey, allowing it to be bitten on the neck and quickly subdued. If the prey is small enough, it will take it back up the tree to eat in peace. So here's a picture of one. That does not look like a koala. This is actually the old, old version. Okay, so the drop bear, from what we can, what we know about it, seems like it is related to that guy. Well, yeah, yeah, I could see that. (laughs) But I was thinking more koala-like. It is actually koala-like, and I'll explain why it is. Maybe. I know, I agree. Need more information. This very real animal, they actually have fossils of this guy. It prowled Australia during the last ice age. So paleontologists know this beast as, and here's some the lump, the big stuff. Okay. Phylocolio carnifix, also known as the marsupial lion. So this real animal, the marsupial lion. It does look cat-like. Yes, it has a carnivore skull that's a modified version of a koala's or a wombat's. So it's got shearing teeth at the cheek instead of grinding teeth that um, herbivores would have. So that's how we know it ate meat. This means that the marsupial lion belonged to a group of mammals called the diprotodonts. Sure, say that three times fast. <laughs> Which includes kangaroos, wombats, koalas, and possums. This animal is actually closer to being a carnivorous koala rather than a cat, which some people thought it was. I mean, it does look cat-like. In it both does. settings, it looked cat-like. But it is more koala-like, actually. Back in 2010, paleontologists uh, found that the paws of this marsupial would have been just as useful for climbing trees as well as fighting with large prey of its era. There is even more evidence that this animal was a skilled climber, plus thousands (laughs) of scratch marks in the layer of an Australia's real drop bear cave. So to see how the drop bear is a legend if they have all this evidence that it's not a legend. You'll, you'll see. I'm, I'm waiting. You will see. Okay. Okay. It's it's good. <laughs> Southwestern Australia's, uh, it's called Tight Entrance Cave, has this, the clues of all the scratching. So in addition to a bone bed that had bones of both living and extinct marsupial species, the main chamber of the cavern is marked here and there by V-shaped scratch marks. Only one animal in the cave matches the size and anatomy required to make the largest scratches. All right. The phylocleo. The marsupial lion. That's I'm just going to call it the marsupial lion. Mm. And... (laughs) 
So some of the smaller scratches could in, in that cave could have been made by other animals trying to find their way out of the cave from like possums or Tasmanian tigers. But most of the smaller scratches were left by little marsupial lion babies. So they were reared in the safety of the cave. A lot of animals would would find a cave or somewhere to raise their young in safety. Well, it makes sense. Wolves do that. We do that. We have a house. <laughs> That's true. That we just true. make our own caves versus, you know, finding a cave. Yeah. So essentially that's what these guys were doing. They were raising their little babies. So the nature of the bones. I said there was a bone bed in the cave. So a few of the bones in the in the cave show bite marks. This means that it was not the habitat of a bone eater like Tasmanian devils. They eat bones. Okay. So it might indicate that the marsupial lion was actually kind of like a cat in in that way because cats leave bones intact. They don't chew on the bones. Similar to a cat, I guess. It's a cat koala death eater. (laughs) Yeah. They figured that anywhere between 140,000 and 51,000 years ago, the marsupial lion used this cave as its home. And from where the claw marks are situated uh, along the boulders, it seems that uh, they definitely didn't have any issues going through difficult routes to get through the dark. That's cool. So where all their claw marks are at. Maybe they could see in the dark. I don't know. Um, I think it goes into that. The entrance to the cave itself uh, had a very steep deadfall for other creatures. So that suggests that um, it was a very, very skilled climber and very confident being able to climb up and out of the cave that trapped other species. Uh, So it could haul itself around rocky caves. It could definitely scale trees, obviously. It's a totally off subject, but when you did that, I was thinking about the Cyclops and how in myth, like the mythological legend, I don't know if I said that right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the Cyclops would trap things in its cave or its, its dome. Yes. Or its its spot. And so mm-hmm. the way you did that, it kind of like, I don't know why it made me think of that. <laughs> I don't know. But no, I mean, it's similar. I know why it made, made you think of it. Why? Because it was a similar thing. He was trapping uh, it in the cave. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you're just so cute. Mm. So even better, why this could is a pretty good legend as well. Humans absolutely saw the marsupial lion. It was alive when humans were, when they arrived in Australia, which was around 50,000 years ago. Alrighty. Yeah. And there may even be Pleistocene art of the animal. This is probably one way that stories of the drop bear continued on because people saw the marsupial lion. Therefore, evolution could have taken hold and... It still could be alive today, known as the drop bear, though. Because of evolution happened, it seems that the drop bear may have developed a number of different subspecies. All right. Which include the common drop bear, the burrowing drop bear, the alpine, the vampiric, and even an aquatic subtype with webbed feet and hands 
that drops on swimmers from trees over and overhanging waterways. Interesting. Right. I feel like people's minds have just gone wild with it. <clears throat> Pretty much, yeah. Like they're everywhere. Oh, you gonna be a drop bear for Halloween? <gasps> be a drop bear. <gasps> be so cute. <laughs> this is a quote from a website that no longer exists, but I found it on another website. Uh, I'm gonna read it. Alrighty. As you can imagine, admitting their existence would cause some degree of panic and destroy parts of Australia's ecotourism industry overnight. It is for this reason that all government departments will and have denied any knowledge of the existence of the drop bear and are likely to continue to do so in the future. Being an avid outdoor enthusiast and having contact with people who spend a large proportion of their time outdoors, I have gathered together scrapes of scraps of information from sources all around the country linking drop bear involvement to such events as the disappearance of Azaria Chamberlain, the death of Captain James Cook in Hawaii, several wartime incidents in Northern Australia, the disappearance of a group of cross-country skiers in the Victorian Alps, and the deaths of a number of hikers, canoeists, four-wheel drivers, campers, sunbathers, and swimmers throughout the country. These accidents are often reported as crocodile attacks, falls from cliffs, exposure, and in the Chamberlain case, dingoes were blamed. I have it on good authority in all of these cases, however, that a government cover-up was at work to to dispel rumors of drop bear attacks and hide the truth from the public. Interesting. That guy is definitely under the impression that the government is hiding the existence of drop bears. Because it's scary. Things just dropping out of you from the sky. You just shoot it. Just shoot it. Yeah, but you wouldn't know what's happening. <clears throat> if you're going through an area where there could be a drop bear, you should be prepared. <laughs> I guess that's true. But like if you, I said, if you know about the drop bear, and you're going hiking in a known area where drop bears are supposedly, supposedly living, yes. then prepare yourself. Well, I suppose that's true, but again, I feel like everything in Australia is going to kill you. So you just you wear good clothes, wear your proper PEE or protective gear and then because you know the job part just carry a a walking stick right that's three feet taller than you are and the top part's really pointy and keep it near you when you walk so that when something drops above it gets you know poked that's good i like it see just just prepare yourself if you know you're going in an area where a drop bear is or maybe prepare yourself okay well there are some preventative measures that you could take as well that Australians have found out you can do. Like a pole with a spike on it? <clears throat> no, other things. <laughs> things that they know drop bears don't like. Apparently, smearing Vegemite on certain parts of your body will will uh, keep away drop bears. Um, toothpaste behind the ears. I guess they don't like the minty smell. Apparently that it gives off. But you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see here. Placing forks in your hair. I guess that's kind of like the uh, I mean, I the guess, big stick. I mean, my stick would keep them away, like, 
three feet versus like a true. couple inches. That is true. You're still gonna get scratched with the fork of your hair. That's true. It would, but I guess, it would hurt it, bro. Probably. Uh, I mean, unless the shininess kind of like reflects it off, like, ooh, what's that? Nope, I don't want it. It's shiny. Yeah. But when you say a fork in the hair, my mind immediately goes to Little Mermaid <laughs> with her like combing her hair with the fork. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, urinating hey. on oneself. No thanks. We'll keep them away. I think again, it's more of a marking thing. They can tell. Well, then, Connor, or my little one already marked me today, so I'm good. Yeah, all right, all right, that's a good one. Also, um, because they are very used to the native people who live in Australia, they don't really mess with Australians. So, if you speak hey. in an Australian accent, that might keep them away. That's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have an Australian accent, and if I did, the the dropper was like, "Oh, girl, you faking it?" And we're coming after you. <laughs> very apparent after that last one drop bears are of course not real uh, yeah <laughs> 100% they don't exist <coughs> but Australians like to tell the story to tourists to scare them because it's fun well yeah because <laughs> why not um, so it's but it was a myth beforehand, but I think Australians just kind of ran with it. It's like, yeah, definitely drop bears. Be careful of them. They'll yeah, so they'll just jump out and like eat your <sighs> head. Just drop on you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel like I've heard this type of stuff before, just not with a thing called drop bears. Drop bears. <laughs> so it's actually difficult to determine uh, where this myth originated, but it was actually some suggest that it was first used to um, deter children from sleeping under gum trees. Gum trees can drop very heavy limbs without any warning and are referred to as widow makers. So I guess they make up a story about an animal dropping out out of a tree. I guess stay away from the trees. He's mimicking us. (laughs) Aww. So, obviously, the story about a drop bear are delivered very seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. If, so, if you're going to deliver something like that, you need to, one, believe it. Yes. Quotation marks, believe it. Uh-huh. And then, you know, make the other person who's a non-believer believe. Absolutely. And what makes it even better, the Australian Museum on their website actually contains an entry for the drop bear. Nice. Also with a very serious tone. Like it goes, this is what this official name is. This is how it hunts. This is what it weighs. Like, it, it's serious. Someone was having fun with that. It's so great. Well, I mean, what better way to convince kids that drop bears exist besides taking them to a museum like, hey, check out the drop bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but... So many different Australian, like, news people, like, reported as being real stuff. Australian Geographic ran an article on its website on April Fool's Day, but saying that researchers had found that drop bears were more likely to attack tourists than pe- than Australians, obviously. Well, yeah, like they I don't said. have the Australian accent. <laughs> so, that's so great. I absolutely love that they did this, and it's so, and everyone's, it's like everyone's in on it, and it's so serious. 
Uh, this is a picture of a supposed dropper. It is a koala with obviously very big. <laughs> that leaf is not placed properly. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Oh, it's great. Oh, I love the sign. It's a sign for drop bears. <laughs> Caution, drop bears. Is he holding a rock? No, that's um, that's definitely beer. It looks like. Uh, it looked like he was about to drop it on the other guy's head. Oh, no. It's a big thing of beer. He's drinking it. Gotcha. <laughs> Those actually look like bears. <laughs> they do. Oh, it, it, but I think it helps that there was an actual large animal that was carnivorous that was a marsupial. So I think that kind of kind of helps with it as well. <laughs> I want to know, Who like, knows? what comes across the mines? Oh, and I know you already talked about, like, the tree one reason of it mm-hmm. it's like okay so you've got these people sitting around you know maybe they're drinking beer or whatever the alcohol is of the time oh how are we going to scare the kids so they don't go underneath the plum tree <laughs> drop bear drop are bear. you stoned like how oh, did you come up with drop, drop bears no. like it did it have like five different names and then suddenly it's like oh drop 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 bear drop, drop bear. bear perfect yeah i was i would love to know how they came up like actually like, sitting on the conversation of it starting, you know? I think it may have started because of, you know, that animal that actually existed. Maybe people actually didn't know about it. So they're like, well, it could have very easily survived and evolved. So in, in light of, well, because we did something funny about drop art bears, I want to get a little little serious. All right. You know, the bushfires. Yeah, so sad. In Australia, it is. That's so bad for all, not only the people, but all those animals. Yeah. It breaks my heart. I, it's, I know. And, and the thing is, um, so I was hearing an awful lot about it like a couple weeks ago. But now all of a sudden, I'm not hearing anything about it anymore. That's because all the presidential election stuff and the trying to appease Trump thing was going on this last couple weeks. Oh. That's why you haven't heard anything about it because, oh my goodness, we're going to. Peach or president? Uh, no, you guys. You know what? Not to get off topic, but over five of the people that voted off of, I think it was the state senate mm-hmm. for the next for this next presidency. Really? Yes. Go wow. watch it it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's like you, you're serious. The only reason you want to get them out is so see. So, so you anyway, we don't need to be talking about politics. But that is why I think that's why we haven't heard anything about the fires recently. Because one, the fire the fires are out, right? I'm not entirely sure if the fires are out. I think there might still be a little bits here and there, but I think they're they're better. Okay. Well, I feel like we're not hearing about it anymore because they're trying to redirect us back to the whole presidential election stuff. Gotcha. Because it is election year. Okay. Well, I guess I just don't care enough about politics. Well, I don't either, but my husband watches YouTube politics stuff all the time. He does post a lot of political things. Yes, he does. Yes. I don't know. It's just more of a, I guess it, that, that, Life's gonna go on no matter what. It is, but so. for, like for my work, I have to follow a little bit to be able to have those types of conversations when people bring it up as an argument. Yeah, yeah. I like to be somewhat knowledgeable when I argue back. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Like yeah, I can't. I don't care, but if you want to argue about it, at least I know something. I can't argue because I know things. <laughs> anyway, I I do feel bad for all those animals anyway. and the people, and I I hope that relief comes soon and. Yeah. And Everybody heals quickly. Oh yeah, and there are still very many ways you can you can even help out over there. There are 
tons of different charities that you could give to. Um, my favorite one was, it was like you, uh, do you know those, my mom does them, where you sponsor a child in another country. Yeah, I've heard she, about those. She gets like pictures and stuff of them, but she can like send them stuff. It's one of those things, but with koalas. Okay, but with those, like, is she getting evidence that the stuff she's sending is actually getting to that child? Well, the, the child sends her stuff. Okay, so she's actually in contact with yeah. the child. Because mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of, and I don't know exactly which one your mom's using, mm-hmm. but I've heard a lot of, like, well, people get into these charities and donate a whole bunch of money, and then it turns out that it's not actually going to what you're donating it to. Oh, no. And that's what stops a lot of people from donating, because, like, okay, where I want proof that my money's actually going somewhere. Yeah, she sends them, like, coloring books and stuff like that, too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then he'll... They'll send stuff back, like letters and stuff. It's cute. Thanks. Yeah. But, yeah. But you could do it with koalas. <laughs> you can do it with koalas. That one looks like he's got lipstick on. Uh, no, no, it's his teeth. It's just his teeth, yeah. <laughs> um, he's got a little cast on, I'm guessing, from where he was burned. Uh, but, yeah, so you can get on and... There's a lot There's a lot of them. There is um, the World Wildlife Fund. It helps uh, save koalas. And it explains where all your money goes. It says here $50 could... Oh, it helps plant the first 10,000 trees in um, koala habitats, since they need trees to live. Uh-huh. <clears throat> $75 helps provide emergency care and medicine for injured koalas affected by the fires. $100 help protect existing forests and woodlands that are, that are already there. And $150 could help pressure governments to strengthen laws that prevent excessive tree clearing before it's too late. So there's all sorts of... And I, I am on... Uh, actually, it's just news.com.au, so I'm just looking at a, a news website that's telling me a bunch Don't of different... touch! <laughs> a bunch of different ones that you can go to. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up, because no one's talking about it anymore. Well, let's Let's save the koalas and save the wildlife. Let's donate. Absolutely. And I hope you guys donate too. And I hope everyone in Australia who's listening is staying safe. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys. Stay safe. Okay, Taryn, now that I've brought up something super serious, give us a joke. I don't like this joke. Well, then don't tell it. Doesn't make any sense. I'll read it to you later to see if you think it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard the rumor going around about the butter? No. Never mind. I shouldn't spread it. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> I thought that was cute. That is. That's a good one. <laughs> well, thank you guys for uh, joining us. Next week, or we have an episode coming up here shortly. I'm not going to give you guys a whole bunch of information about it, but we are super excited. Um, I don't, I don't want to like jinx it and tell you guys about it and then it not happening. So I'm just, just oh, I'm so excited. I'm really excited too. So we might have some special guests. It'll be awesome. Yes, I'm so looking forward to it. Yes. I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, but if you have a awesome story to tell us, um, you can contact me at heather at fortweirdpodcast.com. I'm actually starting to get some emails coming in. Ooh, excited. Yeah, so. That's so exciting. It's fun. Uh, rate and review us on any of your podcasting apps. That helps us out a lot. Makes 
you know, brings us up more often in suggestions so people will, more people will listen to us. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us and we'll catch you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. The existence of this.